What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Undeniable perception, episode 99. Brother from the same mother. One away from the century. One away from that, yeah, from the three figures. Damn, 99, man. Solid, man. 99, man. That was my, my first Honda, bro. It was a 1999. Yeah, I remember it was a nice green one, too. Honda Accord, bro. That was a, it was a coupe. Honda, yeah. Honda Accord Coupe. With a big old Yeezus sticker in the back. Uh, the tan <laughs> interior, right? Yeah, yeah, the tan interior, man. That's right. And at that point, could you even drive with the light space or no? Because you didn't drive it back. It was our friend Carlos that drove it back, right? Or he just wanted to drive it himself. What do you mean? The day we picked it up. At that moment, can you drive already or no? Yeah, why yeah. Why don't you, let, you just let Carlos drive to check it out more? No, no, I, he test drived it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he was with us. Joe's older brother? Yeah. That's random. Carlos Gonzalez, shout out. Shout out next to our old house. Yeah, and I remember he had some, had, a, had some get up, man. He always had the, that the car, boots. Well, no, I mean, oh yeah, we used to call them boots, but uh, that's right. I forgot about that. The uh, but oh, that car had some get up. It had some speed, huh? That VTEC, bro. That's Ooh, when yeah. the VTEC came up. Hey man, you drove it to the ground, though, man. You you drove it to the wheels fall off. Three hundred and eighty-five thousand miles. That was the end result. Yeah. What was it when you got it? It was at I think one hundred and eighty thousand. But I had a job where I would like drive everywhere. And then I had my long distance relationship, so I put the miles on that. Oh yeah, that was a that, that was a trooper, man. That's right, because you um, you already had that job from the get go. No, that when you had the car, you were at Albertsons, right? Ye- yeah. And then mm-hmm. later on, you used it for work at your yeah. Job. So I had that car for a decade, for like yeah, for like ten years, dude. I Did you really? Car. Yeah, I had it when car- I was nineteen. And I had to get my new car till I was like 29 before Z. So what was the uh, end result of it? It was 5K, so it was worth it. <laughs> I sold it. Oh, you sold it. That was so. That's I, how it ended. You I sold it to. Um, what are those places that buy cars, dude? Like it's like a dealer. It's not a dealership, but they like give you a quote for your car. I didn't get shit for my car. I got well, five hundred dollars for it. Well, at least you got something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I mean, it wasn't. Like, they're just gonna. They're just gonna strip it for parts. Yeah, that's pretty much. They, that's probably what I should have done, but I didn't have the the hustle mentality. Yeah, I mean, how long is that going to take? Like who you going to call? Who's going to? They going to strip it like how? Yeah, seriously. So Dude. I don't know. My first car, man. It was a, it was a '91 Honda Accord sedan. That's the one that you bought from Chris, right? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, car. It was a bad decision, man. But I learned it was a bad decision because it was already dealt twice salvaged when I bought it. Like when you would turn it on, I remember the car would vibrate. Go yeah, <laughs> everything was messed up, but and little by little, everything just started falling apart. It, it didn't have any matched uh, colors. The windows didn't roll down at yeah. all, and the lights didn't come on. Uh, the heater didn't. I mean, the air conditioner didn't work on yeah. forever, and I was always a stressful situation. I don't want to go anywhere. Like I drove, the car started overheating. I was at a red light, so I was like racing against time. Yeah. Like if I wanted to do something, it was when I'd always be praying like, "Oh God, don't let my car die," because I wanted to, you know, at the time I was seeing someone, I didn't want my car to die. I wasn't yeah. hanging out with friends, do all that. So I would just take it, and I was hoping, no, is that can overheat or this or that. Dang the adventures, man! But I remember like that where you had the tape where we listened to Eminem. Like I had good memories in that car. I remember like to the point where you knew how to open like the passenger door. 
handle was broken, so I remember you would have to put pressure with your right thumb and then for leverage. The door. Yeah. For the handle. Or from else the it open. Yeah, from the inside. I can't remember that shit, Doc. Yeah, man. So I just think about all the good stuff with it, man. man. That lasts me a long time too, but it was a money pit, man. Oh, I just yeah. put just good money after bad. Cause I had it on my my, my my mind, like, oh don't get a car from dealerships, you're not forced to have payments. And it'll be worse. It's way worse. It was, huh? It's kind of it's constantly. Crazy. If it was a good car, no. Like in your circumstance, it worked out because you never really had to take it to a dealer that much, right? Like, nah. to, I mean, you not dealer. You really didn't have to take it to the mechanic. Nah, I just had to do my brakes and my timing belt twice. Okay, which isn't bad. Like which mine bad. was always something. Something was always breaking down, overheating. Yeah. The AC never worked. Uh, something else, timing belt, this, and so it was always something, man. I just went in debt with that because I was hardly, I got paid shitty at that time, right? So I was just using credit cards. So in 99, you're 20, you're in DHL? You mean in, uh, yeah, 99, 20. Well, at that time, no, first I was at a shoe store. Oh, family okay. shoe center. Okay, okay. You're no longer there. It was a family-owned shop by the... the yeah, I remember. And, uh, I remember your manager had the beard. Well, he was the owner. He was like the owner. Hairline. He was the him. owner, yeah. Yeah, Jerry. he reminded me of an actor. I can't think of his name. Jerry, red-headed guy. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, Nice guy, man. I mean, obviously he had his, his things or whatever, but, you know, I was young. I was Young, like, dumb, and full of cum, bro. Right? Sure 19 years guy. old, man. And fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, and then from there I went to DHL. Oh, that's where you went to DHL. Okay, I remember yeah, you yeah. being in DHL before, when they had the dope color. And they had the blue polo with white. the red. Yeah, and it was just white bands with Way the red harder. lettering DHL. Good. And I was there when they were like, we're closing shop. Yeah, and to me, it was whether well, the mentality, right? Because at the time, I was well, like maybe, I don't know, 22 at the time when I was working there still, I think. Oh, good thing. So I was finishing been. school. And I, um, and I remember they were like, hey, we're packing you guys all up. And I heard sad stories of people that have been there a long time I could imagine I mean like they're they're 20 years older losing their job that's horrible yeah because what they family. did they went, to, they went to a contractor business yeah you know so if you were able to afford your own van you could do that you could do well and I think some people did that but others just couldn't do it damn that's unfortunate and at the time I was just thinking about me because that's what you're thinking about you know no yeah absolutely and at the time I guess we were not scabbers scabs but they told us if we wanted to keep working for extra pay and I was oh. like okay I'll do it so I did it. You know, you got paid extra pay to work to keep us going, keep the business going, you know, so. Scavs? So kind of like the grocery the, stores and they would have the, the but, lockout. But isn't scabs. The, they get paid more, but you get hated on. But aren't scabs people that aren't part of the company? Yeah. They're like the replacements, bro. But like I was movie. part of the company still. So they just kept us going. Nonetheless. They paid you under the table. Hey, 22 years old, man. I don't know. A lot of people, people did that. My boy Ralph at that time. I remember did him. It. Yeah. And we're just getting, you know, and it was, it was rough, man. It was a rough time. So you're going through that. I was 10 years old. I was just going through, like, learning shit. Like, I just remember f that's the year I fell in love with uh, King Griffey Jr. Okay. And Rashi Wallace. Like, those were my things. Like, I vividly remember the home run derby that year in 1999 because that was the year King Griffey won it back to back. Mm. Like, when we had the back. Because I remember King Griffey was always swag, and I always remember his... The way he would hold the bat and his motion. Right. And just having the hat backwards, his dimple showing with his hoop ear. I'm like, this motherfucker just fresh. 
24, right? Number 24. Number 24. And he, uh, those, those left hand batters, man, they always have that natural swing. And it had that similarity with them. Yeah, left handed. Yeah, left-handed dude. Batters, that natural swing, dude. He's the, I think he has the most home run derbies, bro. He's won three times. Yeah, so I had to give King Griffey a shout out, bro. Because all my childhood friends, that's their favorite player because that's how influential he was. Yeah, he took it by storm, man. He took it by storm. Unfortunately, too many injuries, right? Yeah, that sucks, bro. I mean, he had a great career. I wish he would have won a ring. Dude, so I wanted to ask you, since we're in the, the Thanksgiving holiday coming in, as you can see, people are more appreciative when this holiday comes. They're more expressive with one another. I'm really appreciative of you. Thank you. You know, things of that sort. So I wanted to talk about like, the opposite of that, like entitlement, feeling a certain type of way. And I wanted to ask you, where do you, where do you think entitlement came from or where do you think it was born at, or why do we all have it or struggle with this curse? Well, I mean, you're not going to get a historian answer from me. You don't have to be a historian to know where it came from. Yeah. Right. But if I have to, uh, you're, you're talking about, I'm guessing you're talking about a, uh, a piece of like a mindset, right? A mindset yeah. that you feel like you're entitled to something. Yeah, because think about it. Like we drive, someone cuts us off or someone drives a little slow. We get mad at that person. You know, that's kind of like a form of entitlement. Or for example, um, fantasy football. Man, that person got lucky. He should have not scored that many points. That's kind of like a form of entitlement as well. I'm entitled to win this game. How come that guy won? You know, so I feel like... It's a condition we all suffer from and we don't even know about it. So I'm trying to think. I'm like, where does this fucking come from, bro? I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. The, I think there's, there's uh, I would probably categorize some of those examples you used as other things. But could it be that it, it is entitlement underneath that? Maybe in the core? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you can make an argument for it that, yeah, yeah. Mm. But like the idea of entitlement, the first thing I think about even though it, I don't know if it'd be somehow related, but I would think about just you know like uh, the patriarchal system and the and also like kings and queens. Yeah, those titles that came along with that just because you're born right, so you're born into like being a prince, so you're given all these things, all these entitlements without earning it, right? So always think about think about it as oh, you feel that you are deserving of something without working hard for it. You know, kind of like that old that that phrase that people say. Uh, you were born in third base and you thought you hit a triple. Uh, I never heard that before. Yeah, That's a good one. That's like like, being born with a golden spoon. Right. Right. So, but then, but I think more about like, what are the things that we can control, right? So like, if we were to break it down, the uh, mindset, the kind of thinking, right? So, so to use that example of like, oh, someone cuts you off. Maybe at the core is something like, hey, I'm not supposed to be cut off. This is my lane. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's more about like, a, like an anger thing. Yeah. Like a like a personality thing where you feel that, oh, I'm being disrespected, and maybe it goes to that like, oh, I'm entitled to respect, yeah. right? But not knowing that that person doesn't know you, mm-hmm. maybe like, dude, you can't take that personally because they don't know you. But, um, I guess to have a better conversation about it. I think entitlement. I think about these people that feel like, oh, they're owed something. And I guess it'd be like, but why do you feel like you're old that, right? Okay. What do you think is one of the things that we all deserve to have, that we are, I don't want to use the word old, but that we deserve to have? 
Something that wouldn't fall under entitlement. I'll say free will. Okay, so free will, right? So, and respect, do you think respect also? Absolutely. Until you yourself are being disrespectful? Is there a point where that cuts off? Yeah, that's a good point. Like a line to draw. Yeah. So that goes hand in hand with being cut off, right? Right. But that, you're not having a conversation with an individual. They just probably, who knows what's going on in their mind. Maybe it's a mistake. Maybe it's not. Maybe they just, they're just in a hurry or whatever. So it could just be like, hey, whatever's going on in that person's head, you know? Maybe they feel entitled, like, nah, I'm going to take this. I, I deserve to get in front of this person. Who knows? But we'll never know that, right? Or like, for example, when someone like accidentally cuts you off and they're in front of you and then they, they slam on their brakes so you could like get startled and they just drive slow in purpose. Like that happened to me yesterday. I'm like, this dude like turned, he did a sharp right. I had a slam on my brakes and I hit this person. And this guy had the nerve to drive really slow in front of me. And I was like, am I feeling entitled right now? What the fuck? I was like, I was so, I was so livid, bro. When I was coming out of the gym, dude. Well, that was more like, uh, see, I wouldn't even put that as entitlement. That was more like the, this person was just a really bad driver. They're just probably trying to egg you on, it sounds like. I felt egged on, bro. Yeah, I so felt that whole the- vibe and like I, all my energy went towards that car and I was like, How'd you, uh, and how'd you handle it? Oh man, I slammed on my brakes and like, I kind of played with them as well, where I would like get really close to him and then stop. And I'm like, why am I, why am I feeding into this fucking monster, bro? So how long did it take you to, what was the result when, when you were doing that? So when you caught yourself doing that, even though you knew you were doing it, what did you do? I just stopped immediately. I was like, it's not worth it. It's not worth Good. it. You, but put, you put it into perspective? Yeah, I put it into perspective. But How did you put it into perspective that you... I just thought about the end result. What am I going to get from this? Nice. If I push this even more, I'll probably get in a car accident or in a fight. It's not worth it. I don't know who's in that car. I don't know what they're capable of. Right. So that could potentially be harmful to me. So I need to not engage in that type of shit. Yeah, so that's a that's a... That's a good way that you went about it, right? You, yeah. You're like, you thought about the end. Like, what are the potential negative effects that can happen from this? Mm-hmm. Car accident, bad. Because first of all, you'll be in fault because you're behind them, right? They're behind this person. Or just, just say for some reason it's not your fault, right? It's still a car accident. Now you're causing all these issues. Yeah. Potential fight in that nobody wins in a fight, man. No one wins in that. Regardless if you're the person standing or not, like it's gonna be a bad thing. Could be jail, could be sued, blah blah blah, etc. But so that I don't think it was an entitlement thing. So but entitlement I just think about individuals that feel like they deserve something. And it, it depends on like well, what is it you feel like you deserve. If it's not something inherently like, hey, you have the right to pursue your own happiness, that's different. I don't think that's entitlement. I think entitlement, it's like, oh, man, I deserve to have that because, you know, I put in this extra time to do this and it's work. So I deserve more money. Mm-hmm. You know, I okay. think that's all. That's it's just how, how depends how you un- unbox it. Right. Because, well, what does your job dictate? Is your job something that's worth that kind of money? And is it a, is it a fair assessment? Yeah. Um, but it, I kind of feel like I've fallen off the rails a bit. Maybe you're more you're more specific with it. Well, because like from what I've been reading. Like on the, the laws of human nature, it kind of it touched on that. Okay. And it says like 
the effects of our entitlement comes from being spoiled or technology. Whatever the case is, it's a curse. Mm. So, for example, right, like with with having kids, right, when you begin your childhood, you know, it's going to set up the, the patterns for the rest of your life. So, for example, you know, you're going to be more reliable on your parents, right, because they're the ones taking care of you, right? Right, so that could fall into like feeling being a little spoiled, but also under the surface, under that hood, you might feel smothered. So you're kind of contradicting the feeling, right? So I've been learning about this word ambivalence. And and I and when I read this word and I and I looked at the definition about this word. Um, I thought about what you told me about your model of life with what you said with always embrace the contradictions because the term ambivalence is literally like, it's like the opposite. It's like the underlining thing that's happening because with, with love and hostility, they pretty much have the same type of tone and same with like admiration and envy. Hmm. So pretty much, yeah, that's what I've been learning. So when one emotion dominates the other, underneath you have a continual ambivalent undertone happening. So I kind of connected that with entitlement. Maybe that's where it kind of stems from. Well, I think what you, the, in the first part where you're talking about uh, the idea of technology, I mean, that, that struck a chord real quick because it's like... Uh, we get things a lot quicker and at yeah. the moment, and right at the moment, right? Like we know yeah. if we need to know something right away, we can look it up immediately, any type of information, uh, blah, 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 but it's just information, right? But the fact that it's a ask, you know, be given to you, right? I ask for it, I can find it immediately. Good point. So with that comes like this, like, oh, anytime I, I want something, I want it now, I can get it now, blah, blah, blah. So it makes sense where that, that could build entitlement huh? an entitlement thing and leak into other things with if you don't separate it you know and and why wouldn't it because i mean if you could just order something anytime you want you don't have to wait for christmas you know kids anymore yeah, you know, exactly. like you get yeah christmas is year round you can get whatever you want immediately now with uh, all the online stores especially with amazon and you can get it within a day two days um great point like when when i would like have um something to do after school I would fucking miss Pokemon because Pokemon would be on at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. But I, but now with technology, I would have, in this future day and age, I would have been able to like YouTube it. Right. You know, so like my son, I've noticed like sometimes like I have ads in purpose so I could build patience and also not be stuck on shit so much, right? So whenever my son gets an ad sometimes, he would just be like, ah, just start crying. And I'm like, bro. Give it a moment. Yeah. Just give it a second. That's it. And that's something that I'm trying to like coach through or parent through. Because that's something that we didn't go through as kids because we didn't have that ongoing thing of technology. Technology is a right. fucking animal, bro, from what I'm seeing. This new era and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. The uh, <clears throat> I mean, that's one of the, I guess, negative consequences of it, right? Without mentioning all the positives. You know, that you could have everything now, etc. Uh, but it's just, just man, it seems like boring every time I say this, but it just comes down to the individual, right? And then yeah. how you're guided and how you're going to go about doing it. Yeah, man. For sure. But um, 
So let me ask you a question, bro. So let's say the World Cup, let's say uh, Argentina and the Bills are playing at the same time. Who are you watching? Because I think one of their games might line up with each other. But I just wanted to ask you that. Oh, the, uh, well, it would be the, the importance of the game. So if it's World Cup, that's more important. So you would watch a Messi uh, knockout game or a, or a Messi, you know, group game over Bills? If it's a regular season game, depending. No, but on I'm talking World Cup. World Cup. Any, any World yeah, Cup. Yeah, we're talking about the Bills regular season game. It depends uh, on the depends yeah. On it's the, a Bills regular. Yeah, season it depends game. on the importance of the game because the the World Cup's over before the playoffs. Yeah, it depends the importance of the game, but also like the uh, it's not like Argentina's my squad. You know, it'll be my squad. You love him, dog. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, you I didn't get. Him. I mean, I didn't love him enough to get up at two. You in love the morning him more than Josh Allen. I didn't get up. I didn't love him enough to get up at two in the morning to watch it. Okay, you know. Okay, dude. When oh. you said wow in the group chat, I was like, fuck, I ruined it for all. I hope I didn't. Because I woke up, I was like, they lost? What the fuck? No. When I decided I'm not going to get up at 2 to do it, I'm working, you know? Like, yeah, I can't sleep. Yeah. I was like, there's no way I could watch a later game and then not mention it. Whatever happened in that game, but yeah. they're going to mention it. Yeah. They're going to reference it. So I was like, oh, let me just check. I had programmed it. I was like, let me just check the score. And I was like, oh, shit, they lost. Yeah. But they lost 2-1, to one, right? Yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah. No, it's 2-1. He, he one, had right? a penalty, right? He had a he penalty. Had, and then, and then he had two offsides, right? I don't know. I didn't even read the details. I think I read that. I just know that they lost. Yeah. So they, uh, but you know, the World Cup, man, the first game, it's only, only it gives you like a, a blurred picture. But the thing is, you only get three games. Yeah, dude. But to answer your question, I think it's all the pits of the importance of the game. The importance of the game is what I'll tune in to watch. World Cup happens every four years. Yeah. So Argentina's your pit. Because it's not the playoffs. Unless, no, if it's a knockout game, if it's, a, if it's on the group thing and they already made it to the next round and this one doesn't matter. Then no, I'd watch the football game. Oh, okay, for sure. For yeah, sure. So yeah, I wanted to ask you that. The game, man. I was like, man, this but is it's a wild stuff, man. Germany lost to Japan. Yeah. Right. Um, freaking. Uh, was there another one that was kind of huge? It was Argentina and Germany. Those are the big ones, and then that's it. The, so Argentina lost to Egypt, well, right? Was it Egypt or Iran? Iran, right? No, Iran got slaughtered, bro. Was it Egypt? Germany. That uh, the, the Argentina lost to. No, that's was Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, I'm sorry. That's right. 2 Because it's KSA, Saudi Arabia. Okay. It was dope because the main guy, I forget the term, but he was like, he, he did a national holiday, so everyone had the following day off. Because nice, Saudi man. Arabia beat Argentina. Like, hey, man. Dope. Good for them, man. One thing that's dope about the World Cup from the videos I've been seeing, bro, all the Japanese fans, have you seen the video? No. They stay when the game ends. And they all pick up the trash. Wow. Like okay. all the plastic bottles, all the shit that's left in the seats, they pick everything up. The entire stadium? Yeah, all the Japanese fans that go. They've been doing it every I fucking I hope just game. their area, just their section. I hope so. I didn't really like it. the whole thing, man. They got... But I'm like, that's good time. karma. No wonder y'all beat Germany. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I thought that shit was funny. Yeah, no, man. I only watched the... Uh, today, I only watched the one at 10 a.m. I was working also just you know you're hustling or whatever yeah the, yeah um, but yeah the, that was a, a route man 7-0 oh yeah Spain yeah yeah they destroyed them bro. but man like I said it's only uh, you only get a blurred picture but it's tough man because only three or four teams in a group 
You only get three matches. Now Mexico's going to play Argentina. Yeah, that's not, that's not a good game for them, bro. Not coming off an L. I didn't like that. I was like, hopefully Mexico, Mexico should have won that first game. I mean, hopefully Mexico wins, man. As long as it's a draw, dude, they'll be good, man. Hopefully Mexico wins. That'll yeah. be good, man. Because they hopefully. looked good. They looked good. They just unfortunately didn't win. Because they reminded me of, I know last World Cup, they upset Germany in that game that really mattered to advance so I'm hoping lightning strikes twice and they do that to Argentina so they can't advance but so because right now what Mexico has one point the team they played has one point Argentina has zero and Saudi's got three Saudi's got three I'm just I'm hearing their defense is like phenomenal yeah they parked the bus they probably parked the bus I don't know about that if that's what they did or not what's that term mean you're just a bunch of defenders yeah park the bus you're just defenders you just build a wall you're basically just building a wall. My first score two goals though. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. What that's what I'm saying. They're saying that, yeah. I mean, they obviously did some good counterattacks or whatever. I don't know. I didn't watch. But yeah, for yeah. that, I love to see all these countries that haven't been well established in soccer in terms of winning tradition. Like Canada, win. they've yet to have one goal in World Cup history. They lost zero one today. I think. Yeah, and then Australia got. How Canada make it in no, not Canada Italy, lost bro? To, uh, How Canada make it not Italy, bro? <laughs> So it goes, well, Italy's been lagging it, man. It's been eight years, or this is the two in a row, right? Yeah. That's wild, dude. Two World Cups in a row, which is insane. Because they're historically top five teams. They're top two. Yeah, top four, four, four uh, World Cup titles. So just G- Germany's got four. Yeah. So them and Germany are tied for second. Brazil has five. Oh, uh, okay. There you go. Italy and Germany are the only squads that have four. Wow. See, that's wild. Okay. Yeah, man. The party was good, man. Z yeah, man. Three, you get a blast. Yeah, bro. I'm very thankful having a lot of people that really love my son and, and really love my family, bro. I love our family. Yeah. So I was really happy to see a lot of people come out to give their time to us. So it made me feel really good. And, and I'm really happy Mercy was able to capture a lot of moments where Ezekiel is just fucking soaking it in, bro. Like that reel she did, every time I see it, I fucking cry, bro. I can't I can't watch that reel in, per- in, in person with people because then I'll have like teary eyes and shit. It's a beautiful video, man. So just seeing him like, or like the video when he's looking at you and then you look back and then he looks away. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, perfect. That's a beautiful video she put together, man. That montage was awesome. Yeah. That song was dope as hell too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was a great time, man. I didn't see the people in a while, but I got beat, man. I got tired. I think by eight something I was out earlier. You bounced at eight? I think so. I don't know Seven. how long we we took the party till we didn't finish that bottle, but <laughs> now it was funny because I was telling um my boy, my boy uh, Miguel, I was like, it was funny because like as a kid, no, I was telling our pops. I was like, uh every time as a at a at a kid party growing up, I would always think to myself, I'm like, these ain't kid parties. These are adult parties. I was like, why is there always beer? Yeah. Why is it always the parents that are louder? And then now, fucking fast forward 20-something years later, it's, I understand why. Because we work really hard to put this shit together. Right. So it's kind of like a party for us as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I never really comprehended that until I had that party. Because I'm like, damn, that makes fucking sense. And the diff, the distinctions is that um, was at least with the modern times, the, the parents are a little more, they're more um, 
focused on making sure the kids have a good time. Yeah. So you had a jumper, you had all that. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that there wasn't that many little kids, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, that's just luck of the draw because, you know, friends aren't having as many kids or vice versa if you're busy. But as I, a kid, even though I, I loved it, though, you know, we would go to people's houses and parties, uh, whatever the case may be, get-togethers. But there was no jumpers. There was nothing like that. You'd be lucky if a kid had a Nintendo. Then you're like, oh, hell yeah. You'd you're right, play. But we'd, I'd run, I remember all these, these kids where we'd just run around on the streets. We'd just be at that. Or we'd run around on the streets, all kinds of stuff yeah. like that when I was a kid. Because that was like 80s. You know, this was like late 80s, maybe early 90s. And uh, right. it was just, yeah. man. There was, was never jumpers, bro. You're uh, right. It, it was just a piñata. But it also like, at That's that point. But this, wow. you know. But man, that was awesome, man. Seeing everyone, everyone getting together, talking shit, having a good time. Food was good. Yeah, yeah hell it was yeah. a good time. Shout man. out to uh, Taco Miendo. They get down, bro. They, they cater to everyone's needs. I love them. <laughs> yeah, man. So what's up, man? What do you got to... Uh, what are you ready to eat or what are you looking forward to tomorrow, man? Give me your top three things that, that you look forward to for tomorrow, man. Well, we, we should, we definitely, yeah, we got to, let's, let's turn the page, right? Let's talk about what we're thankful for, right? Because to me, I know we could make, a, we could talk about like, oh, we should always be grateful and stuff. And then, yeah, that's up to the individual when you do that stuff, right? But I think it's good to have these, uh, these, uh, moments in your life when you there's a reason and it's it's, sec, it's separated so you can identify it and be thankful you know you gotta so man what i'm grateful for you know is um you know being alive being healthy you know having opportunity um of course the support of the family the love of the family because without family and without those people in your life you know, it'd be a really sad existence just to be alone. Um, so I'm really grateful to have the, the support of family and the love of family, you know, to have you guys and all the things that you guys have brought into our, you know, to my life, you know, with Ezekiel and Sage and Mercy, man. So I'm grateful that I have the friendship, the brotherhood I have with you. Yeah. Because, you know, I know that if um, I could always just shoot the shit with you anytime I want. I know I have no no doubts sharing with you, like you know, for things that I wouldn't tell anybody else. It stays in the, you know, stays in the in the. It stays in my heart. It's right? in the safe, you know. It stays yeah. in the safe, man. And then the bolt bolt is safe. So, man, just being appreciative of, of all that, man. That's the that's the thing that I'm grateful for, just to experience everyone there. And I gotta just keep reminding myself to be mindful, to be present. In those moments, so you could actually soak in the conversations that you're having with someone and really enjoy it and know, oh, what kind of topics do I want to discuss or what to avoid or keep it, you know, keep it on the positive side. Because as we get so used to repeating the same shit over and over again, that it's just small talk. So yeah. it's about just like, hey, so small talk is fine, but it's just like, hey, let me engage a little bit more, see how this person is doing, etc. Thank you for saying that because that's something I want to work on a lot more. I feel like I can engage a lot more in conversations, especially in, in those type of settings, bro. You know, being more present in the conversation because it's crazy because I had this random thought when I was working today. Like, you never know when this could be the last Thanksgiving you have with everyone in your family. And having kids now, I'm like, 
realizing that more. So I think about random fucking thought. I think about the last episode of Wonder Years, bro. Because um, when it went on Netflix, I remember growing up watching it because of my you guys, my brothers. And I remember when it was on Netflix, I, I watched every episode. And on the last episode, he has a kid, right? His name's Arnold? Arnold, right? Fred Savage? Uh, Kevin Arnold. Kevin Arnold. Yeah, you're Kevin Arnold has a kid. And then it was 4th of July. And they're lighting fireworks. And then it ends. And then like in closed captions, they say, or he says like, my father passed away the following year. This was our last 4th of July. Yeah. That. So I think about that whenever holidays come. And I, so that's why I got to soak in the conversation more. Cause I don't know if this is the last time Z could see dad. Right. On Thanksgiving, you know? Right. So yeah. that shit makes me emotional thinking about it, bro. So, yeah. Man. So that's why I thank you for saying that. that. I need to do that for sure tomorrow. Yeah, man. And it's, I think it's a, it's definitely a good and healthy thought to have to put yourself in that present moment because it's not like a thought that you're obsessed with. It's just yeah. acknowledging like, hey, man, we never, it's, it's like the idea of contemplating death and our mortality, right? Because that's essentially what you're doing mm-hmm. because you don't know when any of us could be gone, Yeah. right? And it's about, you know, thank God dad's healthy, mom was healthy, everyone's good. And then anyone could, you know, an accident could occur yeah. and we'll never know, you know, but it's about... Having that that thought and being like, oh man, I want to make the most of the moments I have with, with the family, and it's a it's a real blessing, right? Yeah, it's it a is. blessing that we could actually all get together tomorrow, you know, and not not be separated and not be separated and, and make the most of it and enjoy ourselves and and do that because I get hit with those moments too, man. Those thoughts and ideas, you know, and yeah. it's like. The fact that you you think about that, you're like, man, now, because you're thinking it also through the eyes of Zeke and the eyes of Sage, like, this is them spending time with their grandparents. It's important that they spend time with their grandparents. And then that goes into you. you know? Yeah, definitely, man. Because it's wild, because there's some people that I coach that, that, that are still struggling with, um, like, that COVID shit, where it's really impacted families to the point where it's like, it's just my tribe. Like, it's just me and my mom having Thanksgiving. Not our cousins, not our extended families. Sucks. Yeah, man. You know, because you never know. Like, those those days could end soon, man. So we just got to take advantage of as that. Not let fear not let fear get the best of us, you know? Just embrace it. Embrace it opposed to being fearful about any situation. Yeah, and, uh, and then there's still... And there's still not enough information to know, but we, we people are already talking about it. You know, the all the trauma that has happened from COVID. There's a lot of trauma people are going through. Right, and, yeah. and there's not enough information out there yet that's gonna, that shows all that stuff, meaning like whatever's out right now, that's just the beginning, right? Who knows later on all the, all the, effects, all the effects we're gonna see that it had from there because what, what are some things that you've noticed when you go out there where you kind of feel like, ah, uh, Maybe that's a COVID thing, like, uh, you know, like from people being isolated or looking out more for themselves. Is there things that you have noticed in behaviors where you kind of think like, oh, it's probably because of COVID, like they're not used to being out. Or if I see more... someone with a mask out in public, I would assume you have COVID. Okay. So I'll think like you're sick as fuck and you're out. Okay. That's what I assume. What, um, what about with uh, behaviors, man? Do you see, because do you think sometimes some people are just more selfish 
with certain things or they're 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 less kind they're more rude and you think that maybe they could be like oh they they've been isolated too much or they're just worried about themselves so i noticed that i noticed that last year especially when you drive when when i drive people are more crazy on the road i don't know if it's either because i'm a better driver now and i'm observing how crazy the road is or it's like people don't know how to act there's no common courtesy anymore so i think i think covid fucked everyone up in that aspect where people are like less kind to each other right you know, and also, I don't know, man. Uh, I had another thought, but it fucking escaped me like a balloon. It'll probably it'll probably come back around, <laughs> man. Because the reason why I asked this is because I was a conversa- I was having a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine. Uh, I was all through work, and then because I I rarely think about the COVID thing, man. Um, so I think I'm a little more like uh, just oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. But she was talking about that, yeah, man. With COVID being out, like people are rude. People are always like just looking out more for themselves, it seems like. And immediately what came out of me was like, man, I, I miss, I was like, I miss seeing you at work, like having chats with you. And I miss yeah. seeing people. And now I feel like that's starting to affect me when I think about it. Because yeah. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm hardly seeing anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like I see you guys, I see uh, our folks and all that. But all in all, like in some close friends of mine. But... You know, I don't see that many people and things are open and all that, but you know, it is a little tough for trying to get together people, but I got to start going back, doing things on my own or whatever, because I just miss the human connection. Yeah, bro. Seeing yeah. People out there, man. And just is like, damn, man, it's, it starts like feeling, it started feeling a little heavier. Like, I wouldn't really mentally. see people. I wouldn't really see people if I didn't go to the gym. The only time I would have probably see people would be at the grocery store if I didn't go to the gym. And you yeah. don't really... And that's all just transactional for exactly. your own thing. Exactly. You don't really go there to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. That's how, that I feel like that's how it's kind of it's been affecting me. And I need to like get um, start doing stuff, man. Start start getting out there. Start because there's only so much. And the, the thing with me, sometimes I end up falling into like a little like a hole where I'm not even being creative. Like, instead of, like, oh, I'm home, let me just play guitar, let me play some, keep learning more, I play piano, let me do some writing, at least to be creative that way and, and be more in tune with that stuff, because that's what I love to do. Sometimes I just mean I'm not doing anything like that, man, and it makes feeling worse, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's tough, man. But, yeah, man, well said, man, being grateful, dog. So I have a, I have a quote, I have a quote I want to share with you. Yes. So, from the greatest president of all time, he passed away, or not passed away, he got murdered 59 years ago yesterday. So, November 22nd, um, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, baby. JF motherfucking K. He says, let us never negotiate out of fear, but let us never fear to negotiate. Like they only had a way with words. That motherfucker. Or whoever wrote it Word for him. Wordsmith. Yeah. yeah. He said that in his inaugural. I mean, it deserves repeating. Say it again. Let us never negotiate out of fear, but let us never fear to negotiate. All right. That's great, man. That's brilliant, huh? Yeah. Especially for a president or anyone in that type of power. Yes. You need to have that, yeah, that mindset. But think about it, we use that every day, right? And you can apply that to your life. 
Yeah, every day, right? Because who, what are you negotiating with? Well, most of the time we're negotiating with ourselves. Nice. Like well we're, put. We're, we're negotiating with ourselves and everything like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I risk this? Should I risk that? Don't do it with fear, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we're not talking about fear, like, oh, you're going to put your life in danger and all that stuff, but we're talking about just like the fear of like... Jumping in. Like, oh, worried about the outcome, the anxiety that comes with that, or fear of failure, or fear of, um, you know, whatever, negative out, and uh, negative uh, outcome that could come from something, right? Like, negotiators are like, no, man. Like, because I like how uh, Jordan B. Peterson puts the same thing where he says, it's, it's, it, that's not a complete thought. Like, you got to do the other part. And instead of thinking like, oh, what if, you know, if I don't do this, you think like, what if you, what are the risks that you do have if you don't do that thing? You know, instead yeah. of like me doing it, oh, what if I feel like, no, think about what if I don't do it and I don't even try to do it? What That's are you going to get from, questions. what are you going to get from that? Not getting anything from that. You ask good questions, get better answers. So I like that. Yeah, I like that idea of like thinking, like changing it on its head because it's not mm-hmm. complete until you think about what are the outcomes of not doing something. Yeah, legit. And that well said, bro. I got nothing to say after that because you said it right, man. You negotiate with yourself. How is something? Where's the way that you negotiate with yourself? My inner voice, man. I just try to to strengthen it. So like, I have a thing. I have a thing where it's like, make your inner voice um, your your minion, bro. It, your inner voice could either be, your inner voice could either make you a bitch or it could be your minion. And what I mean by that, it's like your inner voice could be like, no, don't do it. And then you don't end up doing it. But if you have it like a minion, it's going to be working for you. It's going to be your despicable me. Right. Right. So just strengthening that and just using positive affirming words. So, for example, it was weird. I was watching this video of, of KRS-One where he speaks about the fifth dimension. Have you seen that video before? No. So, check this out. So, he says we live in the fifth dimension because you could say a word without speaking and you could hear it because you could say it in your mind. Correct. He's like... If the sound's not out there, how are you able to hear it? He's like, when you pass away, this body is just what you have. He's like, it's all the knowledge that you get from the world. He's like, you're still going to be hearing things. You're still going to be speaking things. So I I, kind of butchered it, but he says it in that context. He's like, how can you hear things? He's like, also, like, for example... Like this beats this beats by Dre. Yeah. Uh, thing. I'm showing it to you. Yeah. Can you close your eyes and picture it? A hundred percent. Yeah. So how are you able to do that without vision, without having your eyes? And then he's like, "Who's that voice in your head?" So well, you can picture because you already seen it. Yeah, but you're doing it with that with your eyes closed. Right. That's what he's talking about. He, the pictures in your mind, right? That you, yeah. that you took of it. So I'll send, I'll send you the video so you can watch it. But yeah, that it, it kind of, cool. it kind of tripped me the fuck out. Well, Kara is one. He's one of the the, the the high intellectual rappers, right? Very, bro. Very, dude. And that's someone I never dove into, but he's he's been around for a long time. Uh, his diss on um, Nelly was the shit because Nelly, Nelly had a song called "I Am Number One," Number yeah. One, and that was a KRS diss. 
And then Karius had like the dopest bar at him. He's like, he's like, you ain't number one. You lied. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. I'm like, right. damn, KRS. He's one of those guys that just never was uh, like super popular. Yeah, no, nah, he wasn't. He's like the yeah, he's like a lyrical guy back in the day. So if you fuck with those type of dudes, you're gonna love him. Yeah, that's why he has longevity, man. He's been around for a long time. Dude, I know I'm, I'm fucking like a pogo stick. I'm well, going well, from we do, different man. We subjects. See, we see different that. That's what we do. Um, might as well be a wide receiver, bro. Since you brought up Jordan B. Peterson, yeah. Did you know that that he was barely reinstated back on Twitter because of Elon Musk? Did you know he was banned? Well, I know that he quit too, though. Yeah, he quit, yeah. but he got banned. Oh, okay. so he was said because of the model thing. No, was the Sports Illustrated thing. It was. It was after that. You know why he got banned? And you can look it up, bro. What was it? I probably know when you tell me. It's a term called dead naming. Are you familiar with the term dead naming? No. <laughs> let me look up. Let me let me show you the definition of what it means, bro. Okay. Dead naming. Dead naming. You're gonna be like, what the fuck? If I have to guess, does it have something to do with naming dead people? So here, read this out loud. Okay, so I'm reading this out loud. It says dead name. Ground or present participle dead naming. Okay. Call a transgender person by their birth name when they have changed their name as part of their gender transition. Okay, so for example, it'd be like... Uh, he did it with the Juno girl. Yeah, so her name her, was Ellen Page, and she changed it to Elliot Page. There you go. And then and did he like did he kind of like just go and say, I'm not going to do that, and put it out there, kind of like a thing? I'd have to see the tweet, but... From the reasoning behind it, it said he got banned for dead naming, for calling her by her for her name. Okay, you probably did it in some clever way or whatever. He definitely did. But I mean, those are all, those are very those are very like all sensitive subjects, right? Like, um, I don't know. Right now, it's kind of one of those things. Like, I think I told you this last week and even before. I've, I've been just dealing with my own stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know that it's kind of like when I hear something, like, like I'm also I'm oblivious to it because it's like, ah oh, man, like I'm. Like my my plus, it's not, I have no space in my brain to put any mind on that yeah, at the yeah. moment, which is kind of a disservice too. But that just goes to share like my own stuff that I'm dealing with because it requires my time and energy into that. That I just like I have my own darkness, my own shit to deal with. That the last thing I care about is having an opinion whether you know someone's dead someone else or is that bad or is that good. Or, I was just like for that. Oh, that's some bullshit. You should not be banned for that. Like, come on, Jordan. Come on, Twitter. That's why Elon brought him back. <laughs> well, man, that's what you do. But it's, but it's wild. Um, we could talk about that on the other episode. Well, sounds cool, man. Shit. But, man, I uh, take us out, brother. For sure, man. Um, happy uh, Thanksgiving for everyone out there. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing. Don't forget, leave with love. Be your biggest fan. Well, you know what, man? Sorry, man. Let's go back. You want to say something you were thankful for in a formal way? I know you kind of said it a little bit, but... Nah, man, I love what you said, bro. I would have just echoed it. But one thing that I would say I'm thankful for is I'm, I'm thankful for for people sticking to their guns and having their opinion because, because of that reason, a lot of us are able to adapt. A lot of us are still able to grow. A lot of us are able to still understand one another. So just, you know, being yourself and not, not being scared... To have a different opinion. That's what I'm really thankful for. Or even of being scared, but you still do it. 
but you still do it. Right. So I'm, I'm very thankful, you know, to have, you know, the people in my circle that gives me the confidence and the ability for me to be able to have that, that capability. You know, yeah. I'm thankful for that because I don't want to have like turmoil with myself, trauma with myself, and I don't want anyone else to have that. So I think, you know, where we're headed, we're, I'm, I'm just grateful for that. People being themselves. Absolutely, man. I think there's, there should always be a forum yeah. and a place just in life and society where people have their opinion. They can yeah. express it, you know, and not with hate yeah. and not with anything like that, but just in a, uh, people having their own opinion about something with respect. But no one should ever be forced like, oh, no, you got to go one way or the other. Exactly. No mandates. Well, please, we'll, well said, man. Episode sure. 99, baby. Episode 99. We taking off. Taking off. Stay up, up, up. up. up.